The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, flying solo on this wonderful Saturday morning. The birds are chirping. The coffee cup is full. It's March 21st. We have five games to talk about. A nice little single showdown slate taking place 3.30 Eastern Standard Time, Hawks versus Lakers. And then a nice little four-game card to talk about. So it's going to be a fairly quick show. Only five games to touch on. I'm going solo. So we'll keep this uh, relatively short for your for your Saturday morning. I'm sure everyone's got some errands to run uh, and some things to get done. we got some, some March Madness. A lot of good stuff to go and take care of. Nonetheless, before we jump into anything, you just heard me talk about March Madness. And if you're not taking your bets to my bookie, I don't know what you're doing. They are the number one sports book out there, guys. And if you're not already signed up, if you're not already a member over at my bookie, well, listen here. We'll get you some little goodies to sign up. Free 50% deposit match on up to $1,000 on your initial sign up. If you use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, you deposit $1,000, they will give you 500 bucks to play with for free. You deposit $500, they'll give you 250 to play for. It's that simple. Free money. Head over to mybookie.ag. Get your March Madness bets in there. Get your baseball bets coming up when the season starts. And maybe you got some NBA action going in there. Parlay all three sports when it's time is right. Whatever it may be. It's going to be a good, good time. Over at mybookie, guys. Promo code HOOPBALL. All right, guys. Let's jump right into this. Really looking forward to this. I'm not a big showdown slate kind of guy. You guys hear me touch on them all the time. I'll play them when I want some action. But this is actually a game where I kind of do want some of that action. It's the Atlanta Hawks traveling to L.A. They're going to be taking on the Lakers in this one. Pretty uh, pretty exciting game. As far as a game total, we have a 223.5 game total with the Lakers being favored by four points in this one. As far as an injury report goes for the Hawks, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish have all been ruled out already, while Nathan Knight, Santino's boy, is questionable with a left ankle sprain. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis and Jared Dudley have already been ruled out. LeBron James is probable, and while they're saying Markeith Morris, due to a right knee contusion, is available to play. So, how do we want to attack this? How do we want to look at this showdown slate? Obviously, guys... Uh, we always want to tinker with these ones. We want to get the best guys we could get in there. And it's not always the best guy that we want as our captain spot because obviously that'll be the most expensive. So uh, the Hawks traveling to the Lakers in this one. Expecting a pretty close game, even though L.A. is at home. Only a four-point spread. Definitely some options that we want to look at. Obviously, for the Hawks, we're going to want to get some Trey Young in there uh, for me. And then I'm going to be targeting the front court as well, knowing that this Lakers team is a little bit hobbled in the front court. Now, they are expecting Marcus All back from health and safety protocols. But we've heard the Lakers mention this several times to the media that Marcus All wasn't really the guy that they thought he was going to be. So don't expect a drastic impact other than maybe it takes away a few minutes from some of these guys we're seeing playing in the front court for the Lakers. But they're still going to be vulnerable without Anthony Davis down low. So. You know, getting a Trey Young, getting that top tier option and pairing it with a guy like a John Collins or a Clint Capella feels like a must to me. I really want to get at that front court. <clears throat> and then the other option I'm going to be looking at on this Hawks team for some value on this slate is going to be Bogdan Bogdanovich. You know, he's, he's been back. He's been slowly starting to get those minutes ramped up to where we'd like to see him. And we just haven't been seeing the, the exact usage that we expected with him with no Cam Reddish and no DeAndre Hunter. But in that last one came out, played 29 minutes against OKC. Yes, it was a blowout. 
but he shot nine of 14. He showed us that ceiling and that floor that we were looking for, put up 37 and a half DK points. So he's going to be one of my favorite value options on this showdown slate. I'm going to have a fair amount of him in this game. You just expect the volatility that we've seen that 18 DK point game, but we've also seen the 30. So he is volatile. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe not so much in cash, but again, we, we don't have too many options in a showdown slate where I could see myself having some Bogdanovich. So those would be my three top options I'm looking at on this Hawks team. It's going to be Clint Capella. It's going to be Trey Young. and It's going to be Bogdanovich on the other side of the ball. I think it's pretty, pretty cut and dry with this Lakers team. When we look at them, uh, LeBron James, you can't go wrong. You pretty much need to play him in this showdown slate. He's got the safer floor than Trey Young, but very similar ceilings. Obviously, expect Trey Young's ownership to be a little lower than LeBron's. Uh, but nonetheless, like I mentioned at the top of this, I want to get both these guys in there. I want to make sure I have both of them in there. So we're going to need some value options as well if we want to get them both. Um, you know, Montrezl Harrell has been a guy that a lot of people have been going to on the Lakers. I don't mind him here. Uh, I think it's still a splendid matchup. A little bit of a price increase because we've been seeing those high-minute totals for a little while with uh, with Marcus All out. With Marcus All back, it's definitely going to impact Harrell slightly. Um, I'll probably you know, defer away from him in this one. But I, again, I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to go to him. The guys I'll be looking at are going to be some of these ancillary options outside of LeBron. Dennis Schroeder, he's been a top-tier target of mine going against his former team. He's going to get that second unit usage. I love me some Schroeder in this one. I'll be playing him. He's my second favorite option on the Lakers side of the ball outside of LeBron. And then, you know, I don't mind looking at guys like Markeith Morris or Kyle Kuzma. I mentioned Harrell. You know, I kind of want to see what happens with this front court with Gasol back. I don't expect Gasol to play anything more than 10 to 15 minutes. That being said, I'd rather take some stabs at some of this guard value with Alex Caruso coming back. Only 5,100 uh, if you want to look at him in the captain spot. 3,400 if you're looking at him in your util spot. I prefer him in the util spot because I don't expect an awfully high ceiling. But if it makes it work and it gets you all the other studs you want, go for it. Played 24 minutes in that first game back since he returned. Only shot 1 to 7. Managed to put up 19.75 DK points. We know Alex Caruso is going to have a, a somewhat safe role in this rotation of about 20 minutes. And uh, we've seen him flash some, some decent upside of uh, 25, 26 DK points in 20 minutes. And we know his floor is probably going to be hovering around that 15 to 18, which makes me feel confident and comfortable with playing him as one of my value options. So that's probably uh, the main way I'm going to attack it. I gave six plays. Those are the, you know, not necessarily my lineup, but those are the six plays I'm, I'm basically revolving around in my showdown lineups. With that being said... Let's transition into the main card, four-game slate, four-game main card. Before we transition, just a shout-out to Manscaped, another one of our presenting sponsors. You guys heard me talk about them several times. They have a plethora of products, whether it's a gift, whether it's for you, whether it's your travel kit. There's so many uses and so many needs for them. I personally love the Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with a little bit of everything. One low price, and you get the lawnmower 3.0. You get the conditioner, the body wash, the boxers, the T-shirt, the travel kit, the toner. Uh, it keeps going. It's just fantastic. And you can even get put on a monthly subscription guide for them. If you love their products that much and you want them to keep getting shipped to your door, they can do that for you over at Manscaped. And while you're there, guys, use that promo code HOOPBALL20. That is H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and you will get 20% off plus free shipping over there. So head over to Manscaped, guys. Promo code HOOPBALL20 for 20% off, plus free shipping. Main card to jump into. Now, I'm pretty excited about this main card. Nice little four game. So we're going to have to try to differentiate or differentiate ourselves in some different ways. If you're playing GPPs, you're going to want to take some pivots. You're going to want to make some plays on ownership. Nonetheless, let's jump right into this. Sacramento Kings traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers in this one. 234 and a half game total. Sixers favored by seven. I apologize. Looks like I'm Mr. Popular in the morning getting a text on air. 
rookie move didn't mute the phone. So it's muted now. You guys won't hear that anymore. So again, 234 and a half game total. Sixers favored by seven in this one. As far as an injury report goes now for the Sixers, Seth Curry, Joel Embiid both rolled out. The Kings have yet to release theirs being on the second half of the back-to-back, but we know Marvin Bagley uh, is going to be out for the next three to four weeks with that broken hand, fractured hand. I apologize. Same thing. Uh, and we'll have to monitor to see if anything else. We know that um, Hassan Whiteside returned in that last one from health and safety protocols. And uh, Tyrese Halliburton is on a minutes limit, which he played fair amount. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's not necessarily a tight minutes restriction. He played 34 in that last one, but it's being the second half of the back-to-back, we can imagine it'll probably be more towards that 28 to 32, unless we get some sort of news. So we'll start off with the away team with the Kings. You know, De'Aaron Fox coming in, a top-tier guy, 9500 It's an expensive price tag for Fox, but we can't ignore how well this guy's been playing. But that's still a little too rich for my blood. We have some expensive guys we could play up for, especially the guy on the other side of the ball who will be one of my favorite targets on the night at a similar price tag. So I just don't see myself landing on Fox too much. If you wanted to, I wouldn't fault you. I get it. He's been playing very, very well. But even looking at his past three games, his high is 40, 48.75 DK points. And we're really looking for that exact high, if not closer to 50 at 9,500. So I'll leave him there. I'll let some other people play him. Uh, the one guy I am looking at on this Sacramento Kings team is going to be Rashawn Holmes. I mean, this dude has just been playing otherworldly over the past few games. Two out of the past three games, he's got 50-plus DK points. He's going against a matchup with no Joel Embiid at center. I get it. Dwight Howard still very capable of hand, holding his own. But this is just a fair price tag and a good spot for Holmes. Now, he's not one of my favorite plays or anything like that, but I really don't like too much on the Sacramento side. So if I were to go somewhere, it would probably be Holmes. It would probably be Buddy Heald, one of those two guys. And again, they would probably be GPP plays for me at most, not necessarily cash options. I think we have better cash options out there. But I don't expect too much ownership to flock uh, to Buddy Heald, maybe to Holmes, just with how well he's been playing. And I'll probably just keep leaving Belichia out there. We talked about this. The Kings would prefer to go small if they could. And I just don't expect them to trot out Belitza too, too much. You could look at him in a GPP, but the minutes have been down. As long as Halliburton's healthy, expect him to get the bulk of those. On the Sixers side of the ball, I talked about a top option, Ben Simmons, 9,100. It's going to be next to impossible for me not to have Ben Simmons in just about every lineup I have out there. Uh, the dude should continue to just to crush with no Joel Embiid. It's a fair price tag at 9,100. I love this matchup. The Kings play little to no defense. Should be up pace for the Sixers as well. Sign me up, Ben Simmons. He'll be chalky. But for good reason, 9,100, excellent play in this spot. His, uh, his other front court made over there, Tobias Harris coming in at 88. And as well as Tobias uh, has been playing, he's been playing just as good as, uh, I guess, as we could say just as good as Ben Simmons. But uh, 8,800, just a little too rich for me. I mean, both these guys get pretty good bumps, uh, upticks in usage. I think Ben Simmons, uh, he ends up averaging 1.23 DK points per minute with no Joel Embiid and no Seth Curry out on the floor. And Tobias Harris doesn't trail too, too far behind him. But I just like the guy that has the ball in his hands a little bit more. Tobias Harris, a little bit more score reliant. He'll chip in some rebounds and stuff, don't get me wrong. But Ben Simmons gives us that floor with his assist, his defensive numbers. He can score when he needs to. So I just prefer Ben Simmons for only $300 more. I'll take that. And then the other two options I'll be looking at on the Sixers would be Shake Milton, 5,200. No Seth Curry. We could expect Shake Milton to probably draw that start at the two. If not, uh, it might be Maz, but he should still see significant minutes off the bench. It's a great matchup. I always talk about targeting the Kings. I like to do it on the shooting guard position. Now, while Shake Milton's not necessarily a shooting guard, uh, he should see some decent run next to Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons will bring, be bringing the ball up most of the time. So the minutes have been down over the past few, 20, 19, and 15. But that 15 shot attempts against Milwaukee is enticing. So I don't mind looking at some Shake Milton. Less safe in cash, probably more GPP-oriented. 
But at 5,200, he's definitely a guy I'll keep in my player pool. And then I already touched on Dwight Howard. At 6K, you know, a lot of that juice is, is out of the orange. But he's averaging 29 minutes over the two games with Joel Embiid out over the last two. And, uh, you know, 12, 15 rebounds in both of them, double doubles in both of them. Uh, floor of about 30 points. I'll take that. I don't mind looking at that. I'm, you know, Rashawn Holmes, excellent defender. But, you know, Dwight Howard, he's not a guy that we're expecting to have a boatload of usage anyway. We're looking for a couple putbacks. We're looking for double-digit rebounds. And if he can get us two blocks, we'll take it. And that's it. That's pretty much all I'm looking at, Philly. Those three guys. And then, you know, if you want to take a stab at one of those guys over on the other side of the ball in Sacramento, sure. Why not? Next game, Golden State Warriors traveling to Memphis, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. And this one, it's a rematch. A direct rematch of last night. So there's no injury report yet for either Golden State or Memphis as we're recording this in the morning. We'll have to wait and see on exactly who's going to be in and out. 223 game total. Memphis favored by six points in this one, which comes in a little surprising considering that the Warriors just kind of smacked them around last night. And then Memphis just comes back in here with a six-point spread. Uh, I guess it's not Steph, uh, Steph Curry. He's pretty much already been ruled out. We have to keep an eye on it. He was out Friday. They say he's doubtful for Saturday. The average uh, games lost due to a tailbone in the NBA, tailbone bruise, tends to be about 1.6 games. Shout out to Jeff Stotts, uh, one of the best injury reporters out there. Highly recommend the follow on him. Uh, it does not work for hoop ball, but that does not mean that we can't give credit where its credit is due. The dude is a stud when it comes to predicting uh, timetables uh, and just giving basic injury analysis on all sports, including the NBA. So, just want to give kudos where it's uh, where it's due. With Steph out, we saw that Jordan Poole drew the start, and this dude just looks like a whole new player ever since he returned to the G League. Uh, he's just shooting at above a 50% clip. He looks confident, and as long as he's going to be in that starting lineup at 5,100, we have to have some interest in him. He'll be pretty chalky. He was pretty chalky last night. Some people went to Nico Manian coming off the bench. I will not be doing so. I'll stick with the starters in this one. I'll be looking at Jordan Poole. I'll be going back to the well on Draymond. Just with Draymond, you know, manhandling the point position, he's pretty much the only center that the team has to. He just gives himself a rock-safe and secure floor and the rebounds and assists. The scoring, we never know with him. Shot 0 for 6 last night, but still managed to put up over 40 DK points. So sign me up. Draymond Green, probably one of my favorite cash and GPP options. I'll be pairing him with Ben Simmons as my core. And then going from there, throwing in some uh, some Jordan Poole. And then I can't ignore Andrew Wiggins either. He just blew up in that last one with 24 shot attempts. Put up 40 actual points. Now, I don't expect another 40 actual points from, from Wiggo. Uh, but just looking at this at 6,300 with the usage that he's going to see with Steph Curry out, we should be seeing 20 shot attempts again. It's going to be hard to ignore these three guys. They're going to be three chalky plays and... Rightfully so. Can't blame you. Won't be chasing too much outside if you want to dumpster dive and maybe go for like a Damian Lee at 3,400, maybe a Juan Toscano Anderson or uh, Kevon Looney. You know, I don't feel great about those guys, but they're there if you need them. If it, may, if it rounds everything out, I prefer Looney and Lee over Toscano Anderson, but that's just me. On the Memphis side of the ball, you know, this team got smoked. I think you kind of throw that game out. I'm expecting a little bit more of a competitive one in this one. And that means that we can take a look at some of these guys at a little bit of depressed salary. So there's a few options I have some interest in. Joe Val coming in at 7,700. Won't fault you here. This is a great matchup for him. He should be able to hit 16, 15 rebounds quite easily. I'm just worried about the minutes for him. You know, they may be limited despite the blowout. Only played 25 in that last one. But they're going to try to go small, and he's going to have a tough time running around with Draymond if they want to go that way. So I'm not going to be going to too much Joe Val. The options I will be taking a look at are going to be looking at a bounce back for John Morant. 7,200 in this one. Should draw a pretty decent defensive matchup, uh, you know, a lot quicker than Poole. Poole's got some size on him. Nonetheless, if he plays 33, 34 minutes and sees, you know, 15 to 20 shot attempts in this one, 7,200 is a great price tag. 
So I will keep John Morant in my player pool. Do I land him on, on him at the end of the day? I don't know. He just makes a lot of sense for both cash and GPP. The other options I'm going to be looking at, it's going to be a little bit in the front court. I mentioned this game probably going a little bit smaller. And I'm going to be looking at Kyle Anderson. Anytime Kyle Anderson is primarily playing the four, which I expect to see a fair amount in this game, I have some interest. Another guy like a, a Draymond-esque, but on a much, much poorer level, I guess you could say, where you could just chip in and rebounds, assists, a couple defensive stats, never really relying upon scoring all that much. But he's a fair price tag at 5,100. I do not expect him to draw a ton of ownership. He's been poor. His game's been a little bit poor as of late, but he's still getting us right near that 5X value that we're looking for, right around that 25 DK points on most nights. And I think that he's got some pretty dis- decent wiggle room on the upside in this one. And then, listen, I'm the, I'm the biggest D'Anthony Melton stand out there. I can't say that. There's a few guys out on Twitter, especially over here at Hoopball, who are right there probably with me. But this dude is just a stud. He should be the best. He's the best guard on the team right now. Uh, and it's not even close. He's been leading the team in plus minus over the past however many games. Uh, and he should be playing over guys like Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain without question. Justice Winslow as well. But we still find him kind of, uh, you know, whether it's second or third in the pecking order, depending on the night, he generally gets a little bit more blowout minutes. So it's kind of hard to trust. Like, listen, I love DeAnthony. Play him in tournaments. Um, maybe a little less trustworthy in cash. It's a fantastic matchup, whether the game gets out of hand or not. He's in play. But I'm kind of leaning more towards Grayson Allen in this one right here. He's only 3700 it gives us a nice little salary discount, $1,300 off of DeAnthony Melton. We should see him play at least mid-20s minutes. So sign me up for Grayson Allen. I'm going to be using him as one of my top value options on this slate at only 3700 It feels yucky saying it, man. Uh, Allen over Melton doesn't feel good, but for that discount and on the four-game slate, I will take advantage of that. So my three top options, John Morant, Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen. Boom. Halfway through, only two games left. I told you, it would be a quick one. We're cruising. I know you guys got some stuff to get to. Uh, we're about 18 minutes in, so actually, not so quick. San Antonio Spurs travel to Milwaukee. Take on the Bucks in this one. Quite an ugly game. I don't think anybody's too excited about this one. Uh, San Antonio, no injury report. And for the Bucks, it's just Rodion Kirks. He's questionable. They're expecting to have P.J. Tucker, the newly acquired P.J. Tucker, available for this game. So we're going to kind of see... How the rotation looks with a newly additioned guy that we have to expect to play significant minutes. I'm not saying, you know, 35, 36 like he was on the Rockets. They have options over here, but he should be seeing anywhere between 20 uh, to 25 on most nights. 231 and a half game total. Bucks favored by 10 points. So it is the largest spread of the night. So if there is a game that you want to just cross off and avoid, it might be this one. Now, only four games. Do I completely recommend that? Absolutely not. But Make your stance, and if you are playing any Bucks, you're going to want to run it back with some of these Spurs in hopes that it stays close. So we'll start off with the Spurs. DeMar DeRozan back. Uh, he was away from the team due to the death of his father. He had the funeral last Sunday. Uh, just rejoined them. He's 8,400. I won't be going there. It's just uh, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough price tag to swallow. I just don't feel like I could do that. And, you know, second half of a back-to-back for the Spurs. What can we expect? Any limitations? Probably not for DeRozan necessarily, but it's a top-tier price tag for a guy I don't want to pay in this matchup. Uh, and for that being said, I don't want to pay that for Murray either. 76 for Murray with DeRozan back in this lineup. We'll start to see DeRozan handle the ball a little bit more. Murray is still this team's point guard, but we've seen point DeRozan several times this season and spent his roles ever since he joined the Spurs. So I don't really want to pay that $7,600 price tag for Murray. He does make for like a GPP pivot. If you wanted to get off of a couple of guys like, you know, uh, I just mentioned John Morant. We'll talk about a few guys in this next game. So it makes sense to pivot off of those guys. I'll be really just looking at some of the value options on here. Some of the guys that I'm not really worried about their minutes if this game gets out of hand regardless. It's going to be Patty Mills, 4700 uh, We talked about it. Trying to beat this team from behind the three-point line is the way to go. 
Patty Mills has taken 24 three-point shots over his last three games, and he's shooting at a decent clip as he's knocked down about 10 of those. So I don't mind looking at Patty Mills at 4,700. He should have his minutes right around that 20-minute mark regardless, and uh, it's a fair option in this one. So 4,700, Patty Mills, probably my favorite play on the Spurs and probably one of the only guys I'll really even be going to when push comes to shove. On the other side of the ball, almost the same things could be said. I'll be looking at some of these guys uh, that I expect to take advantage of a blowout. I kind of have that one uh, scripted up like that. If you don't, I completely understand. But Bobby Portis, 4,400, you know, yes, yes, P.J. Tucker's in town. It's definitely going to impact Bobby Portis. It's definitely going to cut into his minutes slightly, but we target Bobby Portis in games where we think there's going to be a blowout. 4,400, decent floor, decent ceiling in this one. Sign me up. I have some interest in Bobby Portis. And I just don't see myself spending up on any of these other guys. You know, I don't. I definitely won't be going to Giannis on this slate. But if you wanted to take the stabs at Middleton or Holiday, again, I would script it to the point where you think that this game is going to stay close and you're going to have some options on the other side of the ball. It's just that simple. Connington would also fit that build if you want to look at Pat Connington in the, in the hands of a blowout. I'm sorry, in the case of a blowout. Played 30 minutes uh, back-to-back games. Never a high-volume guy. Never a high-shot attempt guy. Uh, don't expect 12 rebounds like that game against Philly. But again, he fits that Portis build where if you're looking in case of a blowout at the guys that might see a few extra extended minutes in the fourth quarter, those would be the two guys I am targeting. All right, guys. Final game of the night. Charlotte Hornets traveled to L.A. to take on the Clippers. Uh, not really traveling. Charlotte just uh, just played the Lakers not too long ago. So uh, they're staying in L.A. here. So no real travel for an away team, which is always a little plus because we kind of see that the, you know, the odds kind of uh, predict that the away team is traveling. So... 231 and a half, I'm sorry, 231 game total, nine and a half point spread favored towards the Clippers. So I actually have this game being a little closer than Vegas would probably say. And it's definitely a game that I'm going to be enticed by uh, based on some of the value that we have available. Now, we are going to have to wait on the injury report. We have some things that we need to monitor. Cody Zeller for the Hornets has already been ruled out. And for the Clippers, Patrick Beverly's ruled out. But Serge Ibaka is questionable. He's missed the last two games due to lower back tightness. I think you guys know where I'm going if he gets ruled out. But we'll start off with the away team. We'll start with the Charlotte Hornets. No Cody Zeller in this one. So we can expect P.J. Washington to see a fair amount of run at the five. With that being said, we see everybody else kind of shipped up. Uh, now, what does that mean? Does that mean that we get more Miles Bridges at the four? I believe it does. I think that we do see some more Miles Bridges at the four. And I do think that we see some Biombo at the five as well. So both these guys get a slight uptick without Cody Zeller. Now, Biombo isn't going to come out here and play 30-plus minutes, in my opinion. I, I think he'll probably be closer to that 18- to 20-minute range. Just because we've seen the Clippers play a fair amount of small ball as it is. They can run Marcus Morris at the five. Uh, they could even, if they wanted to even go as small as Kawhi Leonard at the five, they could do that in this type of matchup. And they may take advantage of it with Paul Washington at the five. So keep an eye on that. We might want to wait and see about the starting lineup. We won't have it. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, the last game of the slate. So uh, leave yourself some outs, I guess, if you're looking at some of these guys. You know, I always tell uh, people to, you know, put all their later guys at your util, at your forward, at your guard spot. That way, if you need the late swap, you have more options to mess with. LaMelo Ball at 8,100, definitely a top option of mine on this slate. I just love LaMelo and his tournament upside. We know he's got that 50-point upside night in and night out. He just showed it uh, last time against Toronto, put up 49.25 DK points on 7-11 shooting. And then we've seen him put up uh, close to 50, 42 DK points going against the Lakers just on the 18th. So basically, if LaMelo's playing 30-plus minutes, if this game stays close, I imagine that he has a fair amount of upside, and I'll be targeting him. If the game gets out of hand and you game scripted that way, you're probably looking at more of like a, a 20 to 30 LaMelo ball night. But at 8,100, even if we get 40 out of them on a four-game slate, that raw point value, I'll take that. And I know that that 50 is baked in there. 
So give me some Lamelo on this slate. He'll be a guy I'm targeting. I don't mind Paul Washington Jr., PJ Washington Jr. Shout out to uh, Josh Lloyd on his nicknames. I mean, I, I I love this guy's nicknames, and I just can't stop saying them sometimes. So I got to give credit where it's due. Again, there are a lot of good fantasy writers out here in the landscape, guys. Josh Lloyd being one of them. 39 minutes in the last game against the Lakers, shot 7 to 12, put up 38.75 DK points. I don't expect another repeat performance necessarily of that, but 39 minutes is something I do expect to see. Outside of that, 24, 26, and 26 over the last two games. So you give me uh, PJ Washington at 30 plus minutes, I'll sign myself up. So 6,800, a guy I'll be looking at. And then I already talked about it. Outside of those two guys, you could take a stab at a guy like Devontae Graham, who's been getting some decent bench usage. Uh, the floor is not all that high, but at 4,500, if this guy, you know, he's put up at least 20 DK points in three of the last four games with a high of 27. So that's value right there. You could definitely look at Devontae Graham and expect that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple three guard rotations on their small ball lineup. Like if they really wanted to run Rozier, Graham, Lamelo, and then go maybe Hayward, uh, PJ Washington, they could do that. I don't expect to see that for all that much, but expect the trickle down from Cody Zeller to really hit Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, and then Biombo the most. On the other side of the ball, looking at the Clippers, we're going to have to have some options over here. I already talked about it. Zubak would be my favorite play, uh, favorite center play on the slate if there is no Serge Ibaka. Now, we won't have that news. I game scripted it, played Ibaka, at my, or I'm sorry, played Zubak at my utility spot and was ready to the pivot onto Marcus Morris Sr. just in case. And I'll do the same thing tonight. I'll play Zubac in my utility spot. And if I need to pivot, if we hear that Ibaka's playing, I can shift right over to Marcus Morris Sr. and still feel confident in my lineup. Marcus Morris, still a fantastic play in his own right, was inserted in the starting lineup and has played 30-plus minutes over the last two games and has taken double-digit shot attempts. He's got a floor over those two games of 27 DK points. He's touched on that 30. So at 4,800, he remains a great value play and also a great pivot if we need, if we get the news that Ibaka is playing. So I'll be looking at both those guys. And if I had to pick between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I'm going to lean George here for the discount of 900. I think both these guys are in great spots. But Paul George, they, you know, they both feel like they have pretty similar floors. Kawhi Leonard's ceiling might be just slightly higher, but you know the minutes have been there for George. 20, uh, 20 shot attempts in the last one, 18 in the one before that. The usage will continue to be there. We're looking at a guy that, you know, on most nights that the game stays close, has a floor of about 38 to 40, but we've seen some 50-point ceiling. So very similar to LaMelo, where, yes, if this game gets out of hand, we're probably not going to get there. But if this game stays close, like I kind of anticipate, uh, I would expect, you know, 40 to 50-point game out of George in this one. So that's it for me. It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be Paul George, it's going to be Zubak, and it's going to be Marcus Morris Sr. All right, guys, that takes us home. That rounds it out. That is all five games in just under 30 minutes. So before we leave, I'll jump into some of my favorite player tiers, my expensive tier, my mid-tier, and my value tier of some of the guys I'll be taking a look at. So we'll start with the expensive tier. It's Ben Simmons, 9100 the highest-priced guy that I have interest on on this site. Uh, if I had to go down, you know, from those guys, it'd be Paul George and Lamelo. I'm really not spending up above Ben Simmons, though. He's my high tier option. I talked about him enough, averaging 1.23 DK points per minute with no Seth Curry or Joel Embiid on the floor. So sign me up, Ben Simmons, as my expensive tier. And if I'm looking in the mid tier, I won't be going too far off. It'll be Draymond Green at 7,400. Uh, just a nice, solid mid-tier price. A guy that if Steph Curry's uh, out for an extended period of time, he'd probably be drifting more towards that AK price tag. It's a fair matchup. Not expecting this one to get out of hand going against the Grizzlies. We should be looking at almost near triple-double Draymond Green in this spot. And if not, he'll probably just be missing by points by a few. So Draymond Green, my mid-tier option at 7,400. And if I'm looking at the value plays, I'll give two here. Uh, it's Zubak. 
at 5,100, I'll be playing a boatload of him. I already talked about him. I think at uh, the same price tag as Jordan Poole, both these guys will draw a fair amount of ownership. Zubox will definitely be much lower knowing that it's a 10 o'clock game and we won't have that news. So I really do like Zubak, but I'll give another little caveat one at Grayson Allen at 3,700. I just talked about him a little bit earlier, just talking on the, on the minutes, mid-20 minutes. Great matchup, 3,700. I still think De'Anthony Melton is a much, much better player. But as long as they're going to give Grayson Allen some minutes, we have to have some interest in him at 3,700. That's it, guys. If you have a moment and you want to give me a follow on Twitter, you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And it means the world to us if you can give us a five-star rate and review, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you may be listening to this. And we touched on it. You screenshot that five-star review. You tag anyone on Twitter, whether it's Santino, Dan Bespris, me, myself, uh, Brenton, anybody on the DFS team, you'll be entered into winning a free fantasy pass over here at Hoopball. So that's it. Take a picture of your five-star screenshot. Tag us. We're going to be going through. We'll put everybody in a pool. We'll pull one lucky name out, and they have a free subscription over here at Hoopball where you can get access to our Discord, behind-the-scenes articles, behind-the-paywall articles, and everything else we have going on. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we will be back tomorrow. It'll be Santino. He'll be running solo. We switch days if you haven't noticed. Take care, guys. And let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.